Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Ken and Jay John is a great friend of our church. This is the third time that he's spoken for us. He's in demand all over the world. And um, we're so grateful that he would be here with us in Norwich today. And he's recently written a book, which I want to plug because I started reading this book last night. You're going to love the title. Are you ready? Will I be fat in heaven? Okay, so if that intrigues you, you might want to grab a copy on Amazon. We have some copies available. Uh, uh, in the resource center at the back, but it basically answers curious questions about uh, about Christianity, and it is brilliant. And so I encourage you to grab hold of that. He's going to mention uh, a couple more of his books. But Jay John, you have been a serious blessing to the church globally. We are so grateful for your friendship with you and Killy. Thank you for everything you do. And Jay John speaks to millions of people in stadiums and arenas all over the world. And he is right here today. We are so blessed. Would you put your hands together in appreciation for Canon Jay John? Thank you. Thank you very much. Please be seated. And you guys have been great, honestly. They've, ch- they've tuned us into the melody of heaven. Thank you. <coughs> Killy, it's great to be here, isn't it? It's wonderful to be here and wonderful to be with so many people. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And Pastors John and Chantel. They're lovely, aren't they? I mean, you know, I know as Christians, you you have to love everyone, but that doesn't mean you like them. And, um, yeah, we've met some church leaders that we do not like at all. Careful. Uh, But they are just the best, the best. (laughs) There was... uh, Uh, A little girl went to Sunday school at church, and on the way home, her mother said to her, what did you learn at Sunday school today? She says, oh, we learned all about how God made man and woman. So the mother said to her, well, how did God do it? She goes, well, he bent down, he picked up some mud, and he made the man. And when he made the man, he put the man to sleep. And then he took his brains out and made the woman. It's always refreshing, isn't it? Getting a child's perspective. So so here's the brains. Anyway, you're going to pray. I am. I just want to say a hello, a special hello to all those watching online. Uh, Wonderful to have you with us as well today. So let's all pray together. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to be together. Lord, we thank you that whether we're watching at home or whether we're watching here, that, Lord, you will speak to each one of us. Lord, thank you that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you are here, you are present. And, Lord, I just pray that you would bless this time. And, um, yeah, Lord, that we would all go from here feeling just a little more encouraged in our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
Yes, and can I add my hello to everyone that's tuned in online? It's great to have you. And uh, thank you very much to Julie Dacre that hosted us last night for dinner, bed and breakfast. Um, and I know she's watching and you're, you're an absolute gem, Julie. And great that you're all here today. Uh, thank you, John, for mentioning my new book, Will I Be Fat in Heaven? I wrote that during uh, lockdown. 38 questions. There's 38 big questions, little questions, uh, but, you know, all types of questions. Uh, and great book for the toilet you know you just read one question and answer well it depends how long you're on there but anyway <laughs> and then this other book um i wrote for children i asked some children to send me their questions and they sent me all their questions that they have about faith and it was a challenge to try and articulate it in a very simple way for children uh, and that's called um that's a good question and then this is uh, a book for children that are under five that explains to them um very creatively how they can know uh god and um, these are available uh, in the foyer afterwards um buy two get one free we just want to encourage you to resource yourself so you can you can buy three three of those and give two away you can buy three of these and give two away uh, you can buy three of the others and give them away or keep one keep two away or one of each it doesn't matter we're just trying to resource people as much as possible if you're online uh, just order them off Amazon so great let's open our hearts ready to receive Kelly and I um, had the privilege of going to Sydney at the invitation of Hillsong to speak at their Easter Day service. And it was a Saturday night. We were getting ready to go to bed. It was a big day, Easter Sunday. And um, as we're getting to go to bed, we can hear these fireworks. So we open the curtains and we cannot believe it. Literally, outside our window were the fireworks. But because we were on the 37th floor of the hotel, we were above the fireworks. So we pulled up two chairs, just sat there for the next 30 minutes watching fireworks from above. Seeing the fireworks from above was a completely new perspective to us. We'd never seen that before. It was incredible. What is it that you and I need? We need insight. Insight is looking at something through a microscope. You're looking at the detail. We need foresight. Foresight is looking at something through a telescope. We need oversight. Oversight, it's like being in a helicopter and you're looking down at where you live. The perspective is very different. We need insight. We need foresight. We need oversight. Where do we get all that from? Only God. Because only God has got insight. Only God has got foresight. Only God has got oversight. And with God, you gain hindsight. As you look back over your life, you learn and you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your errors and you move on. So that's what we need. We need to get tuned in with God so that we can see better. If we change the way that we look at things, the things we look at change. Yeah? That, that was actually very, very profound. And uh, 
Repeat it after me, okay? And even if you're at home, you're, you're cooking Sunday lunch, whatever you're doing, repeat it. Okay, here it is. If we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Now, God's first question, okay, what was God's first question to a human, Adam? What was his first question? Have a think. Do you know the answer? God's first question to Adam was, where are you? What was Jesus' first question? Jesus' first question was this, what are you looking for? Let's start with those two questions. God's question, where are you? Where are you? Jesus' first question, what are you looking for? Okay, hold those two questions. I want you and I want to encourage you to look in five directions. Five directions. Number one, look up. Number one, look up. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Look up. Look at the mountains. But who made those mountains? The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I look up. You know, so many of us today are always looking down. I love people watching. And, and if you do a bit of people watching, I sometimes sit in a coffee shop and I, I look out and I'm just looking out at people walking. Most people are walking like this. They've got a, their little phone like that and they're walking like that. And now, have you noticed this? When a lot of people put their phone away, look at their posture. They all need to go and see a chiropractor. Get up, get up. Look up, stand up, stand strong, look tall. You know, uh, this, this lady had, was feeling a bit kind of downcast and disheartened and a little bit depressed, went to see her GP. And the GP knew this lady quite well. And she said to her, look, I know that you walk to the station to go to work five days a week. This is what I want you to do. When you leave your home to go to the station, I want you to look up and look at the rooftops of all the houses. Do that. Do that for four weeks and come back and see me. She does that for four weeks. She goes back. She goes, how are you? She says, I feel so much better. Why? Because she, instead of looking down and, and encouraging her, that feeling of dis downcastness, she was looking up, up. And because she was looking up, her chest opened, she was breathing better, and it kind of lifted this sense of oppression. Look up is so, so important. Those who look to him, the psalmist said, are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So do you want to be radiant? Then look up. Again, the psalmist says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So you don't want to be shaken? Look up. Look to the Lord. Do you know... This world in which we live in, our world, our society, our communities, you know, are pretty toxic. 
I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. Yeah? Okay, repeat that. I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. Let's stand for God. Let's look up to God, the maker of heaven and earth. Number one, look. Number two, look in. What's number two? Look in. 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see things. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And the psalmist wrote, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. See if there is any offensive way in me. So the first thing we do is well, we look up. Lord, you're the maker of heaven and earth. You're the one that can make me radiant. You're the one that can give me stability. You're the one. So now what do I do? Ah, oh, I examine myself. I examine my heart. I examine my mind. Killy and I travel extensively, have done for a long time, and we, we stay in people's homes like we did last night with our friend Julie, and uh, many times we're put up in hotels. And I'm, I'm like a little kid when I go into a hotel. I'm like, I'm a bit of an explorer. I always like to have a good old look, and, you know, I'm opening all the drawers. I want to see everything, you know, and take the shoe polish and take the tea bags. You know, well, they've all been paid for, haven't they? And... Um, <laughs> But then when, then when I go into the bathroom, I'm like, yes, there's two sinks. There's, I get so excited if there are two sinks. Because at home in our bathroom, we've got one sink. So when there's two sinks, I've got my own sink. I've got my own sink. And I'm like really excited. And then there's a gigantic mirror. But I mean, the thing about the gigantic mirror is like, whoa, it's pretty big. And you kind of like it and don't like it. Because at my age, you get furniture disease. That's when your chest falls into your drawers. <laughs> so the mirror doesn't really help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. But then I was in one hotel and there was this little mirror. And, and I pulled the little mirror out. As I pulled it out, a light came on and it was a magnifying glass. And I looked at it and I went, no! And Kelly ran into, into the bathroom. She thought I'd slipped. She goes, are you all right? I said, oh, blackheads I've got blackheads now you know what was interesting was when I looked at the big mirror I couldn't see them I couldn't see that I could see other things but I couldn't see the blackheads but when I looked into the, the little microscopic mirror it's like what's gone wrong with my nose yeah you know now what would it be like if we looked into God's mirror oh I know mate oh <laughs> Yeah, he got it. He, he got that. It's like, whoa. You know, don't want to look into God's mirror. No, because what would, what, what's God going to find when he looks into us? But we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine ourselves. You know, the first Russian astronaut 
um, in space was a man called Yuri Gangarin. And um, he came back and he was interviewed. And the first question he was asked at the interview, have you seen God? And uh, a professor at a university uh, stood up to give a lecture to all his students and said, you see, Yuri, he's come back. And he told us there is no God. You see, this is proof there is no God. And one student stood up and said, Professor, may I ask you a question? Did Yuri, has Yuri Gangarin, does he have a pure heart? And the professor says, does he have a pure heart? How do I know if he has a pure heart? Why do you ask if he has a pure heart? Uh, because you can't see God unless you have a pure heart. You can't see God unless you have a pure heart. The pure in heart will see God. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. So what do we do? We look up. We look in. Thirdly, what do we do now? We look back. Number one, we look. Number two, we look. Number three, we look back. We look back. Back where? Listen to this. John the Baptist, John 1 verse 29, John the Baptist, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we look up, we look in, oh my word, this isn't looking good. What do we do? We now look at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's what we do. We look at him. The Lamb of God. We were driving, Killy and I were in London, in London, and we, um, the traffic lights next to us was this big white van man, and I looked around, and on the side of the van it said, um, painters and decorators established 2016. I thought, they're idiots. They're idiots. And I was like, I wanted to put the window down to get their attention, to kind of tell them they're idiots. And, um, and Achilles like, don't do that, don't do that. I said, I would have said to the guys, guys, that is not good advertising. Painters and decorators established 2016. Oh, Killy, we better take their number down because they've got loads of experience. I mean, you know, 2016, they know about painting and decorating. They don't know nothing. Nothing. I mean, why didn't they just put painters and decorators? We're still learning, you know. Right? There's a department store in London in Piccadilly. It's called Fortnum and Mason. Outside the department store, there's a big sign, and the sign says, established in 1707. Now, they know how to run a department store. See, that's why the Queen goes shopping there. Christianity established 2,000 years ago billions of satisfied customers. Billions of satisfied customers. Killy and I, we've got three sons. Our first son, Michael, when he was about four, he and I went to buy his mum a Mother's Day present. So we're going around the stores. We walk into one store. As we walk in, there's a gigantic sign. It says, do not touch. 
All breakages must be purchased. Why didn't I just walk out? I mean, come on. I know what I'm like, let alone Michael, who's four. I mean, I should have just walked out. You know, but we go in. And you know what it's like? It says, do not touch. And because it says, do not touch, you kind of want to prove a point. You can. You kind of like, just do it with your elbow. You know, just like that, just to say you can do it if you want to do it. But you see, that's me. But Michael's only four. He doesn't do the, just the little touch. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye as he knocked something over. And it was almost slow motion as it fell down. And I was like, no! And it smashed. The manager of the store stood there. I don't know where on earth he came from. (laughs) Within seconds. He stands there. He points to the sign. He doesn't say anything. He points to the sign. Do not touch. All breakages must be purchased. I said, I didn't do it. He did it. He did it. I didn't do it. And I thought, I'm going to walk out. I'll walk out and leave Michael. (laughs) Well, Michael can pay the bill. He touched it. He broke it. He can pay the bill. There was no way that four-year-old Michael could pay for the damages. Only his daddy could pay for the damages. You and I have got so many damages that need paying for. Only Jesus can pay for it. Before we can see the cross of Jesus as something done for us, we need to see the cross of Jesus as something done by us. Our old history ends with the cross of Jesus and our new history begins with the resurrection of Jesus. I love the story of the famous artist who went back to the very rural community where he was born and brought up. And he's walking around the village stores and he sees an antique shop. And he looks in the window, cannot believe what he sees. In the window, he sees one of his masterpieces. It was a painting that he had painted years before he was famous. The frame was broken. The picture was scratched and dirty. But it was his. But he couldn't go into the store and say to the manager, hey, that's my painting. Give it back to me. If he wanted it back, he had to buy it back before he could clean it, restore it, and reframe it. That is exactly what Jesus Christ did for you and for me. Jesus died on the cross so that we could be cleaned, restored, and reframed. What do we do? One, we look. Two, we look. Three, we look. And four, we look around. Number four, we look. We look around. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. You see, people do not care 
how much we know until they know how much we care. They don't care how much we know. They want to know, do we actually care? Do we actually care? You know, some people create happiness wherever they go. And some people create happiness whenever they go. (laughs) Don't be like that. Don't be like that. You know, create it wherever you go. And the thing is this, if you're looking up, you're looking in, and you're looking to Jesus, you'll get cleansed and empowered by his spirit, and you become a channel of God's grace to others. And, And you are a carrier of the presence of God. One of our favorite restaurants that Killy and I occasionally go to, it's in a little village not far from where we live. And one day, Killy and I went there and for lunch, and the owner of the restaurant came out and he said, oh, I was so happy, he said, uh, to see that you two were booked in for lunch today. Because when you come into my restaurant, he said, you bring in an aura. Now, he, you know, not a Christian, you know, so he doesn't have. Christian vocabulary, oh, you bring in the aroma of Jesus. No, you bring, but he knew that we brought something. And I said to him, I said to him, do you know, I said, every time we come here, we always pray for you and we always pray for your restaurant and we pray for the success of your restaurant. And he was like choked, absolutely choked. And while we're having lunch, uh, I said um, to Killy, let's invite him and his wife to come for Sunday lunch. So I, I called him over. He comes over. I said, oh, I said, would you and your wife like to come for Sunday lunch? And he started crying. He said, in all the years that I've owned this restaurant, you are the first people to invite us for Sunday lunch. Wow. And so they come for lunch. You know, the thing is, and then they go, you've got to come to our house. And we're like, no, 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 no. No, you don't have to reciprocate. They go, we like you. You know, and we, we've got to know them. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, who can I headbutt into the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> you don't have to do that. All you do is you carry the presence of Jesus wherever you go, wherever you go, wherever you go. You know, there are two reasons why people are not yet Christians today. One, they've never met a Christian. Two, they have met a Christian. (laughs) Don't be like that. Yeah? So you look up, you look in, you look back, you look around and you try and help someone. I do love, and I love Soul Church, and I love the values of Soul Church, and I love the fact that you care uh, for those in need, for the poor, uh, for all the sick. I, I just love it. Keep it going as a church, but individually, wherever you go, carry the presence of Jesus. One, look. Two, look. Three, look. Four, look. Number five, look ahead. Number five, look ahead. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's eternal. Do you know what the Bible says? That the length of a good life is three score years and ten. 
That's what it says. Three score years and ten, that's 70 years. Okay? 70 years, you've got seven days of the week. Allocate ten years per day of the week. Okay? 70 years. Now, obviously, some people live longer than 70 years. And that's because God gives them an extra bank holiday Monday. <laughs> some people get an extra bank holiday Tuesday. But do you know something? Not many people get an extra Wednesday. Okay, but even if you had three score years and ten, seven days, and you got a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 100 years, do you know that 100 years is a blip on the eternal screen? It's just a blip. Now, what about me? Well, I've already walked through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm Sunday morning. How's your weekend looking? <laughs> so what do we do? We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Jesus said, men and women are traveling along one of two roads. Men and women are going to one of two doors. Men and women are serving one of two masters. Men and women are building their lives on one of two foundations. Men and women are heading towards one of two destinies. Life without Christ is a hopeless end. But life with Christ is an endless hope. It's an endless hope. So what do we do? We look up. We look in, we look back, we look around, and we look forward to his return. Go as far as you can see and see how far you can go. Go as far as you can see and see how far you can go. So from here, you know, it's like, how far can I see? Ah, oh, I can walk up to there. Oh, let me walk up to there. And then as I walk forward, oh, I can see further. I can see. Go as far as you can see and see how far you can go. You can go. Four words that, that describe the, the Christian life. Admit, commit, submit, transmit. Admit. What do we have to admit? We need to, we need to admit. I... I need to look up. We need to admit, oh my word, I don't like what's in my heart. My, my frame is broken. It's scratched. I'm dirty. I need to admit, it's the Lamb of God, Jesus, who died on the cross that can cleanse me, that can heal me, that can set me free, that can reflect restore me, reframe me. I need to admit it. And then I receive his spirit and, and I admit that I have a responsibility with the people around me. And I, I admit that I, I'm looking forward to his return. It's an admission. But once you admit it, you then have to make a commitment. I commit myself to Jesus. I, I make this decision intentionally that I will commit myself to him. I will commit myself to building my life on him. I will commit myself to looking up. I will commit myself to keep looking in. I will commit myself to keep looking at Jesus. I will commit myself to looking around. I will commit myself. It's a commitment. 
admit, commit, and it's a submission. A submission where you say, Jesus, I'm coming under your sovereign reign and rule. I love that old story of the big double-decker bus. And on the side of the bus, there was a, a big poster, Egg and Bacon, the Great British Breakfast. And the bus went past the field. And in the field, there was a chicken and a pig. And the chicken turned to the pig and said, look, 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 we're famous. Wherever the bus goes, it talks about us. Egg and bacon, the great British breakfast. And the pig turned around to the chicken and said, it's all right for you, isn't it? You only have to make a contribution. <laughs> you see, it's, you know, Christianity is not about making a contribution. It's about sacrificing your life, your life, your life, your life. Admit, commit, submit, and transmit transmit it to other people be that channel of transmission of helping other people do you know uh, uh, this girl interrupted me uh, uh, after i spoke at this meeting she was very rude she said i hated what you said it's like oh dear so she, she says church ruins people's lives I said, oh really and i said listen have you got a few minutes she says why I said, well, if you've got a few minutes, can I take you for coffee? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And anyway, she said, all right. I took her for coffee. And then I, I took her for five coffees, five days. I said, come and hear me every day, and I'll take you for coffee. It's a good job I did, because on the fifth day, she received Jesus. And that girl's name is Christine Kane. Well... Wasn't it a good job? Wasn't it a good job? I took a, I took a bit of time just to have a little chat with somebody and just help, help them on their journey of faith. Wasn't it good? Yeah? You just don't know. You don't know. It doesn't matter who they are. Just transmit, transmit, transmit. So, so, what are we going to do? Well, we need to respond to what we've heard. Okay? And uh, in a moment, we'll just have a moment of quiet reflection. And I want you to think about what, what's happened in this service this morning and what has God said to you. And evaluate. Are you looking up? Have you admitted that you need the Lamb of God to cleanse your heart? And if you haven't done that yet, do it this morning. Do it this morning. Make that commitment. Some of us here may have already admitted and committed, but we haven't really submitted, actually said, you can have all of me. Hey, beginning of the year, great month to do this and say, I want to submit. And actually, you might be a person who's like, yeah, I do admit, I do commit, I do submit. Oh, I don't know, I don't really do the transmit thing. Okay, why don't, you, why don't you say today, hey, I, I want to do that. I want to do that this year. I want to be a channel of your grace to others. And all I'm going to ask you to do, after a moment of silence, a moment to reflect, if you want to make a commitment today or make a recommitment, make a, a rededication, make a new surrender to Jesus, or begin the journey. Maybe you haven't even begun it, but you want to begin it today. All I'm going to ask you to do is to stand up.
I want you to stand up with the whole of your being. And I'm not asking you to stand up to embarrass you. Please, no, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But I want you to stand up here amongst hundreds of Christians so that tomorrow you can stand up out there. Because if you can't stand up in here, you won't be able to stand up out there. So I want you to stand up here as your way of saying, I'm going to stand up out there tomorrow. And even if you're at home, you might need to be doing this. You might need to stand up from your chair, your settee, whatever it is, and say, hey, I need to rededicate my life today. And when you're all standing, I will pray a prayer. And I will ask you to pray the prayer. And then Killy will pray for you. Just close your eyes now, even if you're at home, whatever it is that you're doing. Ponder what you've heard. If you want to commit your life, start the journey if you've not started before or rededicate your life, would you please stand up? Stand up and here, wherever you are. Take that stand. doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. Please stand at home, whatever it is. Maybe stand, maybe kneel, whatever it is. Adopt a posture that says you're starting or you're restarting. Wonderful, wonderful. Can everyone please stand? Stand to support everyone that stood and to say in your standing, you're not alone. We're standing with you. I'm going to pray a prayer. I will pray this prayer phrase by phrase. I'll pray it once so you know the words. The second time I pray it, pray it with me out loud. Here's the prayer. Jesus, I bow before you now. Jesus, I bow before you now. I acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I know I have done many things wrong. I know I have done many things wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my life cleanse my life. Come into my life now. Come into my life now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me from this day on. Help me from this day on to keep looking up, to keep looking up, to keep looking in, to keep looking in, to keep looking back, to keep looking back to keep looking around, to keep looking around, and to keep looking for your return, and to keep looking for your return. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer from Killy. Lord, we just thank you that you always hear the prayers that we pray. And Lord, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit, you are now with us. Lord, thank you for each person who stood, who it was their first time. Lord, I just pray your protection over them. I pray that you would 
bless them, pressed down and overflowing. Lord, I thank you that you work by your Holy Spirit to transform each one of us to become more like you. And Lord, I just, yeah, just pray that over all of us, that Lord, we would continue to become more like you. Help us, Lord, in all that we do this week, that we would be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wonderful, all those of you that began this journey or you're rededicating your lives. And I know Pastor John would just have a word and encourage you in just a moment. Um, when we had that first lockdown, March 2020, um, I, I, I started writing a weekly article uh, on a hero of the Christian faith, someone who's up in heaven now. And, and I initially thought, oh, I'll just write one and just encourage you know, the people that are part of our network. And I haven't stopped, I haven't stopped. So I've written one every week since March 2020. And I, I love researching and writing an article once a week about a hero who's run this race before us. And it always gives me a faith lift and it encourages me in my own walk. And the Bible says we've got a great cloud of witnesses that are urging and encouraging us on. Um, it, if you'd like to sign up for my articles, just go to canonjjohn.com. They're free. Sign up and you'll get the article every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. in your inbox. And it will just encourage you in your journey of faith. I hope you're encouraged. Go. See how far you can go. Go as far as you can see and see how far you can go. Amen. Come on, were you blessed with the word this morning? Thank you, Canon J. John and Killy. Wow. Such a brilliant communicator of the gospel. And so grateful for you being here today. And hey, if you stood today, and I know it takes a lot of courage to stand in a crowd of this size, but if you stood, we've got two gifts for you today. The first gift is a Bible from our church to you. And uh, I want to encourage you, it's a modern day translation, to take hold of it. And every day, just read a small portion of it. It's also got real life packed stories in there of people whose lives have been transformed by the gospel. But also, J. John wanted to give you a gift today. It's called Making the Connection. And uh, it's connecting the decision you've made today uh, with, with your next steps forward. And so we're going to give you two little gifts today. And the team will be out there in the atrium and in the uh, corridors afterwards. So please take hold of one of those, uh, those gifts. And I uh, also encourage you to do uh, a next step, which is come back to church. Please, you know, one of the great things is, uh, you know, to have community with one another. But maybe you came today and thought, wow, I love the message, but this church is not really my type of church or style. We totally get that. But we have some great friends in the city and maybe there's another expression or another kind of flavor of church that would be better. We would love to point you in the right uh, direction. Our heart is uh, that you're in a church, whether it's this church or another church. We just want to make sure you're planted in God's house because that's how your life moves forward and that's how you, you flourish in life. So please just don't just slip out the door and we never see you again. Let us know and uh, we'll make sure we position you for your next step forward. But wasn't that just such a great, great morning in church? And no one transmits the Bible like J. John. And he's hilarious. 
he gets away with things that others don't, doesn't he? I like him, I like him a lot, and so we really love him. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.